This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. grateful is synonymous with expressing our feelings for others and for ourselves. We can also feel a lot better about ourselves and our lives by simply speaking words of love and praise to others. In order to feel grateful, you must feel the right way about the right things and at the right time. Motivation and self-discipline are inextricably linked. Although it does not provide instant relief from pain or stress, it gives us a feeling of being in control again. Gratitude gives us control over our lives. By acknowledging and appreciating our assets, gratitude empowers us. In the words of Robin Sharma, gratitude drives happiness. Happiness boosts productivity. Productivity reveals mastery. And mastery inspires the world. Valeria interviews Kia Ebedat. He is a licensed marriage and family therapist, life coach, and CEO of Resilience Coaching and Counseling. Kia has seven years of experience working with clients of all ages who struggle with anxiety, depression, relationship issues, current life challenges, and has helped them overcome obstacles to reach their full potential. Not everything was so simple for Kia growing up. After realizing soccer was not his passion anymore, Kia struggled with finding his purpose. In his 20s, Kia felt hopeless and had no direction in life. He dealt with the pressure of not meeting his family's expectations and compared himself to other family members who were doctors, lawyers, and very successful. This created a lot of insecurity, stress, and anxiety, which led him down a path of self-destructive patterns such as partying, using alcohol, and drugs. Until one day, he picked up a Tony Robbins book and realized that his struggles and challenges were gifts for him to lead him to a resilient life. Kia worked on changing his habits that created problems for himself and began learning and becoming a student of life. With the help of gratitude, meditation, and coaching, Kia was able to connect with his passion and purpose. He became a licensed therapist where his life took off. He stopped comparing himself to others, created his own path in life, and followed his intuition. Kia is very passionate about what makes individuals so motivated and have the ability to overcome anything that comes their way. He has read lots of books and interviewed successful individuals in relationships, business, finance, and personal growth, and has realized that your beliefs and your values create resilience and success in your life. If you believe you can do it, then anything is possible. Sprinkle that with gratitude and great things will come your way. We all have resilience in us. We are capable of achieving anything we want and reaching our full potential. Meet Kia at resiliencecouns.com. Here's the interview with Kia Ebedat. 
In your own words, who is Kia Abedat? Kia Abedat is a student of life. He loves to learn, um, loves to learn and grow in all areas of his life. He makes mistakes here and there, but he does his best to learn. I try to learn from them and grow to reach my full potential. And that's being, uh, you know, reaching my full potential as a husband, as a stepfather, as a business owner, as a licensed marriage family therapist, a son, a brother. And in the midst of that, I, you know, do my best to be grateful, um, have gratitude for everything so that I don't lose focus on who I am. <laughs> Mm, that's beautiful. I love the way you say that, you phrase that, a student of life. When did that come to you, <laughs> this description of yourself? It's a beautiful one, though. Oh, thank you. When did uh, that happen? So, I mean, you know, in my life, um, you know, kind of growing up, I had this, I, w I was basically kind of like an only child. My siblings were a lot older, 17 and 14 years young, older. And so, um, and I, my parents were, you know, they, they came from Iran, so they spoke mostly Farsi and not a lot of English. So I had to like really talk, teach myself. But one thing that was always important to me was always trying to feel accepted by other people. And, and so I, and so I, instead of like understanding and really learning that I am enough, like I don't need to change myself. I was always just trying to feel accepted and and I stopped like trying to learn from my parents, trying to learn from people that were already in my life. And I stopped really, I don't know, I was just very stubborn. I thought I knew it yeah. all. And, <laughs> yeah. and and I created a lot of obstacles in my life. I, you know, I never learned about spirituality or anything like that. And I was very, you know, um I not open-minded. I was very closed-minded when it comes to spirituality or people teaching me new things. I kept thinking like, no, I know that. I know that. And create a lot of problems in my career and my relationships. And then, and then the moment I, uh, moment I started actually really just understand that I don't know it all, that I'm always going to be growing throughout life and I'm always going to be learning. I started just opening up the book and having more thoughtful and creative conversations with people. And, and I realized, and I think, I don't know who I really learned it from. And I remember someone saying, you have, you, should, you need to be a student of life because we're constantly learning, learning new things. And when I started taking that concept, I, that allowed me to feel free in my own anxiety, but also know that I am good enough. And, and I started learning a lot more and I became happier and peaceful in my life. Yes, that resonates true to me. It's exactly how I feel. I love the, um, I love when I'm curious. I'm very curious about everything. Although something in me says that I know already mm -hmm. certain things, but I don't listen to that voice. No, 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 no. I really love learning from different people, different perspectives on the same topic. It's just amazing how it's different because we are all different. That's what in unique. Yeah. So. How amazing. I mean, life becomes so much more colorful when we are open. And I'm glad you um, you came to that conclusion in a way, if it is one. You spoke about spirituality. What is your idea of spirituality these days? Um, so um, I, I do believe, you know, in God. I also believe in the universe. I believe that we're all connected. 
we all have this, we all have a purpose in this world. Um, I, I, I read a book called Biology of Belief and, um, and what, uh, his name, uh, Bruce Lipton was the writer. And he said something about like how humans and plants and animals were created. We were created of a community of cells where this community worked together. They all had a purpose to create these lives, this human life that we have right now. And, um, and so I, I really do believe that everything kind of happens for a reason. Like life is constantly giving us clues, you know, whether it's from the universe, whether it's from God, they're always giving us these omens and these hints, this path. And, and, um, and as long as we're being present in the moment and grateful about around us, we can listen to these and follow that path. And, um, yeah, that's kind of where I where I think my spirituality. I hope that answers the question. The idea of everything having a reason to be, that's an interesting one <laughs> that I have been dancing with for a long time. Because a lot of times it doesn't make sense that um, some people have to suffer so much, especially children, mm-hmm. that they suffer. They Sometimes they're born already with illnesses and they... They are wedding pain from that moment. And I wonder what that is. But then if we go deeper, mm-hmm. we might get that answer. That's the soul's purpose. Just that that child has a soul that agreed to go through the experience. But I wonder what they could learn so young. They kind of, they are born ill. They suffer with pain and then they die very young too. Yeah. So... And then I wonder, that's something that I'm always curious about it. And I do ask questions, although I do tend to go into direct teachings like Vedanta. That I don't know if you heard about it. That's a Hindu spiritual teaching that shows clearly that this is just, a, it's not really, we are not having an experience. We are actually dreaming everything. So that kind of makes more sense in a way. I know for most people it won't make sense, but it does to me. Yeah. <laughs> that we are actually dreaming all this. It's not even created. It's just that, that we are dreaming. Yeah. Well, but that's a different podcast interview. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Here we'll talk about that Sorry. later on. Let me ask you a question about purpose. What do you feel is the purpose of the human experience? And what is what is your purpose at this time? And how did you also come to that place or space, if it is one, of having a purpose. Purpose, yes. Um, so, I mean, oh, and this, real quick, the first question you asked? The purpose of the human experience as a whole, like what is this all about in a way? Yeah. So, you know, in, in, in my words and in just in my life and my experiences, I believe that, you know, the, the purpose is, you know, I, I believe that a lot of us are here to do something. You know, there's there's a path for us, and I think, and I believe that at the end of the day, it helps bring us together. We're, we're all working together to create this life, this ex- uh, this human experience that we call life. And um, and I believe that we all have this, whether we're therapists, whether we're teachers, whether we're some kind of healer, whether engineers, or you know, creating you know, a grocery store, you know, we're we we all have this um, this duty in life to that helps all of us, you know, feel more healthier, to connect with one another, to to live this to live a life full of peace and happiness, and um, and and so that's kind of 
worth does that does that answer that question a little bit yes no. right and it's one that makes sense from that perspective of the human experience yeah as a human yes absolutely yeah, yeah. And, and 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 for, and for me like i feel like my purpose you know i've you know growing up i've i've always just been i love people i've i i i'm i guess that's kind of one of my strengths a little bit and i think i got it from me my parents definitely were very social we love to connect. I literally talk to every single person, whether it's in line mm-hmm. at the grocery store, you yeah. know, whether it's just mm-hmm. walking, saying hi. Like my, I love <laughs> yeah. people, and I love, <laughs> and I love putting smiles uh-huh. on people's faces. And yeah. one of my main work was, you know, what you know, what really makes people happy, what really helps people overcome their challenges, what gets them to smile, what gets them to have a good day, and um, and and I and I. And I cared so much about that. And I felt like just that feelings that I always had, you know, just that idea of like, I just want to be around people all the time and I want to help them, want to guide them. I realized that is my purpose. And that's why I became a therapist and a coach to help people like reach their full potential and find the good in life. And even though you've been through these harsh experiences, you know, there's, there's like meaning, there's a gift behind it for you to grow. Uh, yeah, you put a smile on my face, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> when you talk about um, this feeling of connecting with others, saying hi to everybody, that that's just beautiful. It's, it almost sounds like a child, being a child, having that child's heart open. <laughs> it's yeah. truly beautiful. Yeah. You said something interesting in your bio. You're right. I stopped comparing myself to others and and created my own path in life and followed my intuition. So comparison, that is uh, it's something that I know that it's so unhealthy. <laughs> I remember doing that before when I was really young and, and the consequences of that was just so painful, trying to be like somebody else. So talk to me for a moment about that. How did that end? How did you find the path uh, away from that? How did you stop comparing yourself? Yeah, so so comparing, um, it's it happens a lot. You know, right now we have social media. We have so many things that we see so many people's lives. And often, you know, everyone's posting what's right, what's happy, what's good. You know, not a lot of us are posting like the true the true obstacles and problems that we go through. And, and and I think that's kind of what I got in trouble with a lot, you know, you know, um, and I'll answer the question just really quick. Like I, um, I had a lot of very successful uh, peers at at a young age in my twenties that did really well, really well and did so much with their lives. And I was still going to grad school and I was still a broke college student at 26, 27. And you know, and I, and it kept bringing me down. Um, it just, I kept focusing on things I didn't have. And when you, and when you constantly focus on things you don't have, you're going to create anxiety, depression. You're going to want to give up. You're going to, you're not going to be present in your moment to, so that you can have the future you want. And, and honestly, one of the biggest gifts in my life, um, and I get kind of emotionalized, um, you know, is my wife, um, and I'm, 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 this is when I truly believe that things are meant to be, you know, when I became in a relationship with my wife, you know, I, you know, she's very grateful for everything in her life. She's, she's had her own experiences and nothing in her experiences that 
she and she just really like loved herself and really appreciated everything that went through, you know, that she experienced. And one of the things that when we connected, it was I was very hard on myself. I, I expected myself to make this much money. I expected myself to be in this place and. And she kept nailing it in my head, like mm-hmm. your your experience is way different. You know, they're not going to grad school. They're not trying to be this person. You're, you know, you're you're doing totally things different. And 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 it really, and I really cared about what she said because I really had this, like, I look up to her, like I really trusted in her. And so I had to do a lot of therapy. I did actually did a lot of therapy. I did a lot of you know, a lot of personal work and, and I had to actually take some time off of social media, really reconnect with myself. I had to do a lot of meditation, really get a sense of who I am again. And, and I, and yeah. And so just doing these little practices and, and yeah, kind of doing the opposite of what comparing does comparing. You're just, you know, seeing if, you know, what things you don't have and try, you know, you know, just, saying, oh, this person's better than me. Instead of saying that, I just said that I am in my own place. There's, I am here for a reason. And my path, I, I talk about this with clients, like we have um, early bloomers and late bloomers, you know, in terms of maybe success in other areas, maybe I'm just a late bloomer and I can be fine with that. And that's my journey. So I love how genuine you are describing the experiences that you went through to be who you are today. So that's what we need more to to see in this world. More honesty, just not being, um, it's not even fear, just uh, trusting enough ourselves to just be ourselves. That's what it is. There's a trust component there. That's what I see. And I do know that we need to trust others too when it comes to relationships and connecting. And that what comes to me is that what you said earlier that put a smile on my face about just connecting with other people that desire to be around people. So how do we balance that? How do we balance connecting with others and at the same time connecting with ourselves or remaining connected to ourselves? Yeah, and 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 I think that's um, and I, and I think that's one of the biggest kind of obstacles that we kind of go through because, um, you know, one thing that kind of comes to mind is that, you know, we, we kind of, you know, we, you know, and we talk about purpose a little bit and sometimes we're, we're not living on our purpose. We're living for other people's purposes, you know? So we're, we're surrounding ourselves with people that really don't align with our values, don't align with our beliefs about the world. You know, we, we change these values, beliefs, just to connect, just to just to be able to connect with these other people who are in a different type of life than we are, our different experience. And so, um, one of the things, and I do this with my, I do this with myself. I even do this with my kids a lot mm, too. Yeah, <laughs> is really about like, what do you value? What's really important to you? And and I think about like love. Is it love? Is it success? Is it you know, happiness, is it peace, is it freedom? And I, and every day, and what you've got to do is making sure that, every, you know, figure out, define that, like if it's love, what is love? And for me, like loving being, spending quality time with my friends and family and spending quality time with myself, doing things that are good for me, that are healthy for me and, you know, making sure that I'm growing. And so, and so I realized when you learn about what you value, what's important to you, and you 
practice this every day and just do little reminders. It takes like one minute to just do a little reminder, 10 seconds to do little reminders about who you are and what you want life to be about for you. Um, That's when you start connecting with people who have the same kind of values and beliefs and, 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 and relationships start becoming not something that's so distracting or overwhelming. It becomes something that's just a part of you. It, it, it comes, it goes with the flow and it, you're able to kind of connect a lot easier and it's no games like that we play at a young age. There's no games like that. Everyone is who they are. And I, I do believe the energy you put out, you receive as well. I agree. Values. I just try to, a lot of times, to kind of define values and beliefs because, you know, they, they can be, they can overlap in a way. Do you see values and beliefs being one and the same? Are they different from your perspective? Yeah, no, great question. Yeah, they're, they're different, but they, they work together. You know, um, we, we start, we, you know, in our life, we start with this belief, this idea about ourselves and about the world. You know, I mean, I mean, this comes from childhood, you know, this comes from childhood, from our parents, our experiences. And, you know, um, some of us grow up with this, and this is a very common belief, you know, this negative belief about ourselves, like that we're not feeling worthy, you know, and this feeling of worthy. And so when we're not feeling worthy, we're constantly repeating it in our head over and over again. And so what are we going to do? We're going to try to find ways to either complete that belief or, or, or find ways to think like, okay, what, you know, how can, what can I do so I don't feel this? And so sometimes when we're carrying on this belief, that's where our values come in. That connects us with values of like, well, love, but, you know, instead of being with someone who really loves you for you and it's like an equal partnership, you're going to end up doing everything because you feel like you're not good enough, so you have to, you're you have to overcompensate so that so that you can see your true value, true value in you. And so, um, so yeah, so our beliefs is like kind of what starts, you know, what what what, what we believe, what, like how we are, and then our values is like our direction. It kind of directs us in that in that way of where our belief. Mm, okay, they work together then. Yeah. That makes sense too. What is your greatest value, Kia, today at this time? Um, I mean, it you know, on my number one, and I have it for ever for me, and I have it kind of for my my company too. Is and I know this is very common. Everyone's kind of a lot of people say it, is is love, um, because you know, we live in kind of a world where, you know, we can't really explain human behavior. You know, I'm, I'm from Iran and they're going through their own protests and, you know, and everything like that. And, and I realized, you know, we just, there's, there's not a lot of love for one another and only for ourselves. And, and, you know, and then it comes from a lot, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to battle, you know, there's, there's, we're trying to battle the demons. We're trying to, you know, you know, we're not, we're not forgiving. We're not being grateful. We're just, we're taught to just hold on to all of this emotions. And, and sometimes when you're holding on to pain and hurt and suffering for so long, you don't have love anymore. And you said you have hate and then you just, you, you send that energy out. And, and I had that, I had that in my heart for a while. And, you know, I lost relationships. I lost friendships, you know, people, didn't want to be kind of near me at some points. And, 
And I realized that's not who I am. That's not who I was raised to be. That's not who I wanted for myself. I talked to my inner child. I was like, no, that's not who you are. And, and so when I noticed I started loving me for who I am today and my experiences, and I started every day appreciating my wife, my kids, and my everyone around me, and just loving my whole life, um, it opened my eyes. Like I felt more clarity, more freedom. It's And so that's, that's why love is like my top value. Yeah. When did you learn that? That is that something that's learned or it's something that is uncovered, rediscovered? It, it, it was definitely learned. Um, I mean, I was loved. I was appreciated. But, you know, you know, I, there was a lot of tough love in my, in my family. You know, my dad was in the military. My mom she loved us. She She loved us, you know, but, you know. I, because my dad had that tough love, I always wanted his love more because I wanted to appreciate, I wanted him to love me and everything. And so, you know, and, I, and that kind of trained me to always work hard, work hard for love, work hard for love, do your ultimate heart so people can love you. And then and so when I realized that it was creating obstacles in my life, um, that I had to kind of change the meaning of love for me repeat it in my mind over and over again and start acting on that belief and that value. And so that's kind of how I learned it. Right. And what is the meaning of love for you today? How would you describe that? Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, Love to me is, I I, I do believe it's unconditional and conditional, you know, two points, um, because then, you know, unconditionally is like the love you have when your kids are born you know, and kids are just kids, you know, they're not doing it to hurt you, but sometimes we feel like they do, but we got to love them for their experiences and everything that they're changing, they're reacting. You got to appreciate that. You just got to just be there in the moment and, you know, and love them and, and not just love, but just care for them. And, you know, and I think it's just understanding that people go through their own experiences and they might have moments where they say something negative or they react. And, and part of love is learning to really understand that and not think that everyone needs to be perfect. Everyone needs to be nice to you and say, you know, people have boundaries and some days they don't want you close. They want you. Yeah. <laughs> True. You know and so True. I think love is just really being respectful and just being understanding and, and just loving the person for who they are. And then, you know, and obviously as you get close, like me and my wife, it's unconditional, but then again, it's conditional in some ways as well. We expect, you know, she expects me to make sure I always tell her I love her, you know, that you know, I, I do that for my uncle, but I always make sure that I tell her that I appreciate her, whether it's sending a short text, you know, and then obviously our duties as a mother and father, you know, mother and father, you know, we work together. And so as long as I'm doing my part, she can do her part. And so there's that the conditional part. But at the end of the day, it's because we want to be with each other and be close to each other. And we want to learn and grow with each other to, um, to just reach our full potential. Oh, my God. And that's um, I love that. All the things you said about love, especially understanding, there's something they always catch my attention when it comes to understanding because that means going deeper into the knowledge of why something's happening instead of reacting or judging, 
the situation. Mm -hmm. So that means a lot to me for some reason. And when you say reaching our full potential, what is the picture of that? What do you see as your full potential? Ah, you know, and, you know, I, you know, I've always won, you know, I've always had this thing where, you know, that I wanted to have this much money and have this kind of, you know, family and everything. But I think, I don't, I don't think that I will ever have a clear picture of like what my full, full potential will ever be. You know, I don't, I don't think I have like this ending and, and I don't think part of life is to really, it's never, there's nothing, never, we shouldn't have this target, like this end goal. Because once we end, we, once we reach that end goal, we're gonna want more. You know, <laughs> yes. we're gonna want more out of this. We're gonna, whether it's a better, you know, more money, whether it's you know more from our relationship, maybe you know our intimate relationship, we want more of. You know, and and our and our interests change. So, it's for me the full potential means like that I'm that I'm always constantly learning. And I'm finding ways to improve myself, whether, you know, we'll talk maybe in relationship, like as me as a husband that, you know, I notice my, you know, me and my wife have been together for seven years. And so I notice every couple of years, she kind of changes a mm, little bit, yeah, interest yeah. changes. And so, <laughs> my, you know, in order to reach my full potential husband, I got to make sure that I'm, you know, uh, appreciating her changes and supporting it. And, and and joining it with her if I can and and always being there and so I don't think it's like this concrete thing that I think full potential is but I my mind thing is making sure that I'm open minded that I'm learning and that I'm always working hard to make sure that I am am doing what I need to fulfill that role that also resonates very much true no destinations just this beautiful journey of discovering and uncovering that really sounds like more of whatever we call the truth behind all this another question that comes to me we'll be talking about gratitude in a few minutes you mentioned the word um, appreciation and i love that word too and i usually use in my emails in the end <laughs> much love and appreciation or whatever i say with kindness and appreciation for some reason so do you see is there um, a distinction between appreciation and gratitude kia what they are the same um, yeah um, honestly, I, th I think they're kind of similar in a way. Um, appreciation to me is just like really loving. I think it's, um, you know, I, I have to really think about this a little bit. It's, um, you know, when I think about appreciation, like appreciating my life, appreciating things around me, it's just I am being like thankful, and I guess it is a little bit to gratitude. It's just being very thankful and thankful that I'm alive, thankful for everything that's happened in my life, and thankful for just every experience in life because you know we we get caught up in what we don't have, right? We get caught up in like you know all this. The situation wasn't good. This friendship wasn't good. This this. Was it was just bad, bad negativity, negativity. And what is so? We're, we're, we're we are repeating all that in our heads all the time, and so and and we don't realize that this human experience of life is very much like you said. It's it's kind of you know as, whether it's as a dream, right? It's a spiritual experience that we're having, and 
we forget that. And I think part of being appreciative, being thankful for what you do have, you can, it allows you to really be like, allows you to enjoy this life. Mm. Um, I hope that defined it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Of course. I love to hear that because that's something that I, for some reason, it's almost like intellectually attracted to the idea that this is an experience and going beyond that is not even an experience. So Ah, it's almost like a, a gift freedom in itself, <laughs> this moment now in what's happening. So why not appreciate it and have gratitude for it? And I, I do feel like they are the same too. But for some reason, uh, when I write and speak, it has changed. And I say a lot more. I use the word appreciation more than gratitude. You know, I'm just wondering why now. I, I don't know exactly why. Uh, appreciation sounds... To me, it sounds more immediate, more like in the moment. There is this, mm-hmm. almost like this intimacy yeah. in it. Like, oh, I appreciate this in a sense, almost holding it and embracing it, whatever it is. So maybe that's what it is. And gratitude sounds like bigger, broad, like, oh, I appreciate life itself and all yeah. of this. I don't know. That's how it comes to me. I'm not sure if that, that might only make sense to myself. <laughs> no, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, I think it's, yeah, there's something about appreciation that kind of, it's more in the moment. It's just more right now. It's, you know, yeah. And I, it's, it's something that I use all the time. Like I, I always say like, I appreciate you. I appreciate this. Like it's, it's the word that kind of fits. And, and I think that's just with our minds that we, we connect really well with this word, which is grateful. I think you're right. It's a very broad word. And it might not feel as intimate and as like loving at it, you know, with one another. So I'll totally understand that. I agree with you. Going into the topic of uh, gratitude, but before that, I I had a question for you. Yeah, about intuition early on, and then I made a note here. How mm-hmm. does intuition fit into values and beliefs, Kia? How do you fit intuition into that? Mm-hmm. Um well um it's it's definitely a, a really thing that i really like enjoy like i i always say like really follow your intuition we shall we shall allow our intuition to guide us you know i think that part of intuition uh, to me my intuition comes from you it's inside it's just who you really are it's 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 these things that you know that's right. It's kind of like your gut feeling, like follow your intuition, follow your gut. And we've, you know, growing up, we've, we grew up like in, for example, me, like I grew up thinking and believing like what I think, what I believe is not right. You know, I wanted to be a therapist all my life. My dad, you know, my parents, you know, they're very loving, amazing people, but they're like, well, why don't you be a lawyer? Why don't you be a doctor? Why don't you do this? They're always kind of, but like shutting down my ideas, even though they just wanted the best for me. But, you know, and, and sometimes I just learned that like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not right. You know, you know, when you raise your hand in class and you say something and people laugh at you, you know, you, you just feel like, okay, I'm not going to raise my hand. I'm not going to say what I want. And, and when we're not following our intuition, what we believe, what we think, what we feel and how we feel like we should act, that, it, it really closes. It's it's basically we're we're killing our unborn potential. We're killing our true selves, and then so I feel like intuition is just that deep that a person that really who we are. That's who 
truly our true selves that's speaking out. And, 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 and I think once, and when we allow ourselves to really listen to ourselves and meditate and really think and allow to think and say what we want and act however we want, it, that's our intuition. That's who we are. That's who we are. And we're speaking from our intuition, from who, what we really want. The topic today, more specifically, it's gratitude and how it leads to resilience and success in all areas of our lives. So what is the connection between gratitude and resilience? Yeah. Yes. Um, and so I am very passionate about these two things. Um, you know, resilience in my, my whole practice is, is, is called resilience. So, um, so gratitude. So if we really think about when it comes to resilience, right? Re resilience is the ability to overcome obstacles that come our way, right? To be able to face our obstacles and problems and find solutions, have some clarity to have solutions and be able to be in a very calmer state of mind to, to overcome anything. And so, and the great thing about gratitude, and there's been research that's done it from like UCLA and, and Harvard and everything, they, they've done pretty good research on gratitude, which is that, that when, when we, when we're grateful for things, you know, being grateful for things is focusing on what we have. It's being appreciated. Like we just talked about being thankful, being thankful of the experience that we have with or the people in our lives and the things that we have. Um, And when we're, and so what this does is that when we're, when we're constantly being grateful and appreciative, what this does, it actually triggers our limbic system, which is in our brain. And our limbic system has those, um, those parts of the brain that control like memory, learning, and emotional regulation, uh, the amygdala and the hippocampus. And so... And so research shows that when you're constantly being grateful, when you're making it your daily practices, this, this calms down you know, those negative emotions, like fear and flight. Like I either want to fight or flight. Uh, um, you you want to like escape or avoid or, or fight. You know, this being grateful actually calms down those, those parts of your brain, those emotions. And it releases two neurotransmitters, which is dopamine and serotonin. And these are like the most amazing, you know, uh, like hormonal things that we can feel because dopamine is that um, the neurotransmitter that releases like pleasure. It makes us feel excited, has energy, motivation. And then serotonin is the one that actually makes us happier, makes, makes us feel less anxious and actually makes us focus better. And So all these, all these things were linked to gratitude and they did a study with people who were grateful and who weren't grateful and, or who, who did grateful practices and who didn't do grateful practice. And it was shown that they were a lot happier, less anxious, more focused on whatever activity they had to do in that research example. And so, and why this is important is that when we're grateful, we're able to feel less anxious, calm, happier. We're motivated. We were getting like that energy. And that's what we need to be able to be resilient in life because in our life, we have a lot going on. We have family to take care of friends. We have our work. We have our own personal stuff. And, and if we're not learning, if we can't juggle all that, it gets overwhelming. And now we have social media. We have so many news and information constantly going through our head. It's a lot. 
you know, that we go through in life. And so if we can be in the moment and think about what we're grateful for, what we appreciate, what we're thankful for, it will help us feel more like excited, pumped for our day. And whenever an obstacle comes our way, instead of thinking of what's wrong about the obstacle, we're able, we're able to be like, wow, what is right about this? There's something about this obstacle that I need to be thankful for because it's going to teach me something really good and I'm going to learn from it and grow. So that's kind of my connection. That sounds like a magic pill for happiness and health. That's And it really is, though. Mm-hmm. I have done a lot of experiments myself. I experiment with all these things. And I see, I know sometimes it's not easy. It sounds very simple to be grateful, but it's not easy for some of us. I noticed, um, is that because the brain has been changed here in some some of us who have trauma, experienced trauma, and then, or have some sort of mental disorders, then it's harder, right, for them to understand these concepts and, and to engage in these practices. Yes, it's 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 um it's our experiences and it's that you know I think of our brains, our minds as muscles, right? So the more we rep, the repetition, the repetition, and then we create this muscle, and so. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of repetitions. What we repeat constantly, we go through trauma or abuse, some kind of you know, traumatic experience. Our brain is, you know, that part of our brain that's like, I just want to like run away. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to do this. And we create this story that like life is always going to be like this. We believe something. It also makes it seem like it's permanently going to be there. It's always going to there so so yeah so it's about training your mind and, and it's and i've worked with people who've gone through a lot of trauma a lot of like really hurtful like terribly you know really it, it breaks my heart the kind of experiences that they go through but it's just coming in for yourself putting yourself first and just doing small steps it's not like you got to be grateful you're going to do it right away it's literally like taking like one, like 10 seconds out of your time and then eventually getting to the point where you're doing 15, 20 minutes of just stuff for yourself. And so it takes, it's it, it definitely like, it definitely takes a lot of work. I mean, it's up to you how long it takes, but, but I think that it's just repetition. It's just helping you learn and help practicing these exercises as much as you can. And sometimes we need therapy, some coaching to help guide us and be there and support us along the way, because in our environment, they're not they're not on that level, you know, where we're doing something that's out of our norm, out of our environmental norm. So, yeah, that is so true. The information that I heard, I don't know when, probably three months ago or longer than that, that um, people who have experienced trauma, they tend to be very negative. So they ex- because they expect everything, all those experiences, bad experiences to happen again. That really caught my attention because I remember being that way myself because I experienced a lot of trauma in childhood. And I remember expecting everything to just repeat itself. And that's because mm-hmm. the brain was programmed that way. How amazing. The great news that you are speaking of now, that you're giving the message that you are passing on now, is that we can change that. So the brain, it's built the way it is because of practice, that, that kind of practice, unfortunately, trauma. And it can change again to become more positive with practice. So that's yeah. wonderful news. Yeah. And, and, one, and one other thing is that we have to kind of understand, you know, and, and, I, and this is to give us like a little bit of break, is that our brains 
you know, you have to think of it as kind of old because it's, it's been trained by generations and generations and generations of people. So our brains are just trying to survive. They're just like, uh, like, don't do any risky stuff. Just don't eat your program, watch Netflix all day. Uh, just chill. Don't do anything. It's going to cause too much trouble. And so that's where we have to come in, you know, in whatever experience we have is that we have to kind of, you know, train our brain, like you say, and take control. We we do have control. We definitely do. But, you know, it's, yeah, but when you go through something like that, it's, it's, it's so understandable why it's not like that, but, but you can, you can definitely do it. And, and, and it's just, it, it does take practice and time for yourself, which, which we do have, we do have, we just got to make it a priority. Yes. And we need support. Um, that's another, you mentioned that earlier, and I really appreciate you doing what you do kia because we need that support and i remember not really i looked for support a lot myself i never done therapy but i went the spiritual way so i did a lot of reading a lot of those retreats and meditation and all that so that was my path in a way or that for some reason that's what i did to come to where i am today the almost rewire of the brain Mm-hmm. which uh, it's great to know. And gratitude was a huge part of it. And that's interesting that we are talking about gratitude, but that for me was a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Of course, the first one was acceptance <laughs> of what, everything that had happened, the way it happened. There's an article you sent to me on the neuroscience of gratitude and effects on the brain that it says, I think from the very beginning, we all want a happy life. How often do you spare a minute to think what we already have at this very moment. And that's the whole practice. Is that that simple, Kia? Just being appreciative and grateful in the moment, remembering that? Well, I mean, and then it's, I know that, you know, it's, I mean, obviously, you know, for some of us, it, it takes a lot of pain and effort to do that, you know, but it's, if we think about like what the act of just sitting there with ourselves and being grateful does, right? So a lot of us, we don't put ourselves first. We're doing things for other people, right? And just remember, this is the beliefs. These are our values. Like we need to do more. We need to, you know, worry we don't matter. And so, and so when we're doing just the act of putting ourselves first, um, that alone right there is reprogramming our mind slowly. Like our mind's like, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? Why are you, this is painful. Like, I, like, like, you make yourself anxious. Don't listen to all the, the stuff that you hear about meditation, right? It's your mind, it's the negativity. It, it happens. And so, yeah, so that just that act of self sitting down and putting yourself first and then, and then constantly reminding yourself of what good you have, you know, and I do this practice and I do this with my clients as well, is that the moment when you wake up, the moment you wake up, you don't touch your phone. You don't do anything. You, you put, maybe kiss your wife or husband a little bit, you know, cause that's a great thing. And so, um, you, you focus on yourself and you, you literally, okay, what do I have? Cause your mind is trained to think like, remember it, that what it doesn't have work, stress, all that. So if you can get your mind to really, really start practicing focusing on what you do have just that little practice that you do on a consistent basis can help you change can help you reprogram now you got to do more work to feel happier right there's that we got to do but that act in itself will help set up that way and because when we're feeling grateful when we feel happy 
we're going to start doing things that are happier later on in that day. It'll, it'll influence how we work around that day. And the more consistent, good days, happy days we have, it, that's the, it changes our, it reprograms our mind. And so, so yeah, to answer your question, like it can be easy, but you know, it's, you're going to have that fight. So definitely starting very slowly with that approach. I love that when you say starting with yourself, that makes a lot of sense. If we cannot be appreciative or grateful towards our own selves, then it's really, it's harder to do that for others or other things in our lives. So I love that first, that approach with that first step of appreciating, creating more space for yourself. That is a, that's a, I mean, that's what I have been practicing for over 10 years now. Self-love, self-acceptance. And self-acceptance is a big one, though. A huge component of self-love has been for me. Just accepting everything as it is. And then gratitude arises because then I'm able to see the, the beautiful things that are here in me, in my heart, and then out there, too. Focus on yourself. That's a beautiful message, Kia. Um, to pass that on as a professional, as a therapist, that's really, I mean, highly spiritual and effective. And I know it from experience. The article you sent to me was very informative and it gives us, um, I read about the benefits of gratitude that included uh, psychological, physical, and emotional. Mm-hmm. They talk about the positive emotions and thoughts that will arise by practicing gratitude. And then also helps with uh, improving our immune system. And then emotional uh, will become more empathetic. Of course, they're not limited to these. I just put the main ones here for me. But that's just great to to see that as a scientific fact in science. So that's so wonderful. Because to me, it's almost like um, second nature coming from the spiritual perspective. It's like, of course. <laughs> it's not yet explored, although integrated in the uh psychology world. So now I see that a lot more, actually, interviewing you beautiful people. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Of course, of course. Yeah, it's, it's, and and they, and they even talk about like, um, the act of grateful practices every day is an antidepressant. Yes. Right. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. And um, so it is, and I and I know for you know maybe listeners or people like it, it seems like okay, well you know, you know really does it do it? But yes, it does. And and the amount and because if we think about what leads to health problems, what are the what is the number one reason for that for health problems for pain and all that is stress. So stress is the number one indicator, and and if we're not learning to appreciate our stress and handle it and manage it, and really thinking of like you know the positive side of what we do have, of being grateful and all that, then we're going to allow the stress to basically kill us, you know, destroy us, and and so um, so yes, like gratefulness does come a long way to help us with just our overall health. And speaking of um, depression and gratitude, there was a, a quote in that article you sent me that reads, it is impossible to feel depressed and grateful at the same time by Naomi Williams, I think her name is. And, mm-hmm. and that's so true. And then they talk also about gratitude and, and stress, as you mentioned, and then gratitude and grief, gratitude and anxiety. So gratitude is a wonderful medicine. That's what the message really is, <laughs> a natural medicine. Would you like to add anything else, Kia, that was left unsaid for today? Um, 
No, I think that and just those kind of things that you said at the end of the day is that, yeah, like you can't be grateful and mad. You can't be grateful and angry or fearful. It can all be one thing, and that's the act of um, gratitude. And the more you practice it every day, you make it part of your life, the more your brain will naturally pick gratitude eventually. And, and that will open up just a whole new life of world. And it did for me and my loved ones. And, and it's such great work. And, and, for you, and you said it for yourself as well. And so, yeah, I just hope that we can definitely, you know, expand that and, you know, and spread it out to everyone. Everyone deserves that. Every one person in this world deserves a great life and a life full of meaning and purpose and just happiness. Right. I agree. Yeah. And that's beautiful to hear that. Everybody deserves that. And sometimes the, it's just kind of understanding the, the physiology, right? Of our physiology, how it works, mm-hmm. the brain works, how the body works. And by mm-hmm. changing that, then we change the way we think. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful machine, <laughs> if mm-hmm. it is one. So what three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Uh, um, wow, those are the good questions. Um, I guess um, one, and I know that we all experience this, and I think that, you know, you're like, why, why would you want to experience it? But I, I really do think that going through you know, learning, growing through a big obstacle in your life and learning from it, just that in itself. And I know that I don't want any problems for anyone, but unfortunately that's life. You have, you will have problems whether you like it or not, how perfect you are in life, you will have problems. And, but the, the thing that really opened my life and I noticed for my clients is realizing like, wow, like I had these problems. And the reason for these problems was because I was, not changing certain things about me, not changing anything about the way I approach things or how I react, how I respond. And so if one thing that I would love for one to experience is like learning to learn from your, um, your obstacles and challenges. And, you know, and I hope that we, nothing big problems ever arise, you know, but, you know, but it's, it's something that we're, it's part of life and what we have to do. And I think if you can, you know, get good at learning from your obstacles and challenges, go on to kind of the next step which is you know really learning to like love and i know that's like my top value that we did but learning to love and being and and being loved um and people loving you for who you truly are who you are and being because when you when you can be if you can be who you want to be you can be like i love to be a child i'm I'm a little kid at heart (laughs) love kids like i will get down on the floor do dance moves we'll do everything together and even with my wife i'm very <laughs> like a child at times yeah <laughs> um but um uh-huh. but if you if if you can really allow yourself to be you be you you will not you will you will see how many people love and appreciate that person it's it's such a amazing experience to have and you know i work with this with me and my clients and it's it's been so great so having that and then um last thing is um uh that is is, is challenging but you know i guess i guess what kind of comes to mind is uh i i really love meditation meditation you it's 
you get to really sit with yourself. It's so peaceful, especially when you, you practice and you get a little, you improve in it. Um, if you can do the act of meditation every day or at least four to five times a week for yourself, you'll be able to really that self mastery of how you feel, who you are and what you want. You will be so good at it. And, and you will, you will sometimes you will learn like what are things around you that you want to improve and maybe what are things around you that are not best for you. And it, and it comes in, in meditating. And so for anyone that hasn't do it, you know, I, I definitely would, you know, highly encourage that, uh, you know, trying meditation, make it part of your life before, before we leave. <laughs> I hear wisdom when I hear those. I mean, when I hear you, because that's what, uh, that's what comes to, to my mind. That's, healing the journey of healing turns into wisdom and then now that wisdom is expanding into sharing that with others it's just so beautiful thank you so much kia for being you of course thank you and before we say goodbye for today where can we find more information about you your work services and future projects yes um you can find my website is resilience counts uh resilience and then uh counts as co c-o-u-n-s.com where you can find my coaching we do we have a very unique coaching program that is not anywhere else in the world so that's great and then you'll find you know places where you can message me if you want therapy services and then also i'm on instagram and tiktok it's called the the resilience coach kia wonderful i'll have the your website link on your podcast profile clickable. Thank you so much again, Kia, for your presence here today. We'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Kia Ebedat and his work, please visit resiliencecouns.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.